the one thing that I think holds VAs back is that they just, they don't know how to do something. So it's like, oh. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey there, I have a little secret today. The real estate world is hot for virtual assistants. Add in digital marketing skills and social media knowledge, and you will be a shoo-in. That's why I invited Whitney Farley here. She is one of my unicorn students from the crash course. She's a military spouse who joined the course, not really knowing where it would take her. She landed her golden ring client who is a realtor, and she is having a ball. Not only is she using her digital marketing skills and social media skills she learned in the crash course, but she has learned all this extra stuff about being a VA for realtors. She's going to talk about the tasks that she completes for her agent, the online programs she uses, why this industry is such a great place to work, and what skills a VA should have to succeed in this area. She's only working for one client right now, and it is just fitting the bill. It's perfect for her as a mom with a husband who's not around a lot, thanks to the military. And I know you're going to enjoy this invaluable conversation. So let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's Lunch and Learn. Today, I have Whitney here, who's going to teach us about what she does as a real estate agent's virtual assistant. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your background and what you, where you live and all of that. Okay. So I am from Kansas. So I met my husband there when he was stationed there. So I'm a military spouse, um, which is kind of typical for VAs. I think these days we have three kids. I went to college in Wichita, Kansas, and, um, I got a degree in integrated marketing communications, kind of went to a broadcast school like you did, Emily. But at that time, there was not a lot of jobs in our field at all. I struggled to find a job there. But then we moved to Germany for five and a half years. And then <laughs> so I did a lot of volunteer work in my field and got a lot of administrative tasks. And then um, we moved here to Florida. And so I was an admin here, but I had a baby. I didn't want to put her in daycare. So I started looking for things that I could do from home. And um, then I found your and you encouraged me in different ways. So I don't want to get too far past your questions. Well, first of all, I want to say that Whitney is one of the go-getters who joined my group early on. Friends told you about our group. And just with my encouragement, you hadn't even taken my course. You already had a client or two just from you being inspired being in this group. So like, you don't have to take a course just to put yourself out there. Tell everyone a little bit about that. Yeah. So one of the questions I asked Emily was, how do you get clients? I mean, in this world, it seems like you either have to apply and then you don't know what kind of clients that you're going to get, or it just seems super overwhelming. So she said, just approach the business owners in the area that you know. And so I kind of reached out, put myself out there. I knew a couple local business owners and talked to them a little bit. And then my realtor, we had talked I think months ago, but I had just put myself out there again and was like, Hey, I'm still looking for work. And so she's like, okay, let's do this. So 
Yeah, that's how I got my first client was really just talking to people I knew. And um, that's part of the course, too, is just, you know, like trust factor. They already knew me. They already trusted me. And that's what she told me is, hey, I I trust you. So I don't even want to put applications out there. I trust you with my business. So I love that. So how many clients do you have right now? I just have the one right now. I had another one and um, that one was a super quick, like two months that didn't work out as well. Um, Yeah. But yeah. I just have one. And you were also in the runnings for a high level exec job and decided that that wasn't going to mm-hmm. fit your family needs, which I think yeah. a great call, even though the visibility would have been cool. I think that was really good. And you weren't you also doing some admin for your church? Well, that was my previous job. So, oh, yeah. Okay. And then the exec job, when I had applied for it, they didn't have any time frames on it. It was just like work from home, do what I'm doing now. But then when I was. Re- viewing the information for the interview, the actual interview, because there were steps to the interview process. And I made it to like the third step. They had updated the job description to you have to be at your desk certain hours. And you can hear my baby a little bit. She's kind of in the background. And that just wouldn't have worked for me. I can be at my desk at certain hours, but to be on 100% of the time just didn't work. So I politely declined and they were a little bummed. I was a little bummed, but you just have to know your limitations. So yeah, I think that's excellent advice. And you can find a client that works for you. And what I love about you is you are one of my students who found the real estate industry. Mm -hmm. And I think this is genius. I have said that, you know, some of my realtor friends have come to me wanting to hire me. And I think this is such a good industry. And I want you to tell everyone why you like your client, why this is a good industry, and some of the perks. Well, one of the things I would say about this industry is if you join any of the Facebook groups attached to VA, there are realtors looking for virtual assistants in all of them. And about 90% of the time, nobody applies because they're, um, I think they're overwhelmed by the amount of information you have to learn. If Mm -hmm. you don't have any realtor experience, but it's just an area of the market that nobody's tapped into. So my realtor, she was willing to teach me and that's awesome. But what I love about it is super flexible. So she's local and we meet once a week um, in person. But if we weren't local, we would do this. We would be on FaceTime Mm -hmm. chat, really going over like goals and what she would like to see for the week. And um, so her and I meet and we kind of just, brainstorm together. She calls me her brain and I keep her on task. (laughs) You know, she calls me her boss and I'm not really her boss, you know, like we're just a team. Oh, I love uh, it. You're so new at this and you're already being called the brain. Like I'm so proud. (laughs) Just to keep her up, you know, just to keep her on task because that was the thing. So she's successful. Part of the realtor world is you have to nurture your clients. And how do you nurture your clients? You have to have somebody who's nurturing while you're doing the work because she's the face of the business. I can do a lot of the email communication. If she's doing Facebook ad graphics or anything like that, I can manage the ads. I can manage the groups that she kind of finds leads in. So she has a local group and we screen the people trying to get through and what are their needs and um, if they're commenting, commenting back to them. So that's part of social media management for her. But I don't have to do a whole lot of creation, and that's good because I'm not really the creative. I can be if I need yeah. to be, but I'm more administrative. So Okay. How do the digital marketing skills that you – I'm kind of jumping ahead, but the digital yeah. marketing in my crash course, are you applying those now, and what does that look like? 
So I didn't even, I wasn't even um, familiar with SEO at all before I took your course. Um, and that's major for business owners, um, especially in the realtor world, because um, take my area, for instance, you know, we're stationed here at Eglin Air Force Base. There is a major saturation of realtors. And so how do you get yourself, you know, marketable above all the other ones? And so learning SEO and, you know, I like you, you taught in your course, you don't have to know HTML code, but I had to set up her website and that was easy. It was just inputting code, but how to input a Facebook pixel or Google ads and all of that stuff I wasn't familiar with, but now I have a reference of, Hey, may not be super comfortable doing it, but I can reference back to the course. Yeah. So, and then we were able to get through it. So when you first got hired by this client, I remember going through some of the podcasts and trainings and things I'd listened to because I had really considered taking on a couple uh, realtor friend clients and I sent you everything that I had listened to. Did you, you listen to those, right? I did. I did. I did listen to a few of them just for reference for the, the girls in the group, guys, girls, my husband just deployed. So some of the stuff I've done and some I haven't just because we've been super busy and I've got three kids too. So they're also bookmarked, but I did listen to one and I think it's good. Um, I do know that one major thing that keeps realtors successful is having a assistant because, and that's what I've read. Mm-hmm. Realtors should be focusing on their showings. They're, you know, the clients that they have and their lead, they call it nurturing, you know, where they nurture their, their clients because it's a long end game. You know, you may have a lead today and it may be two years before you get a, a sale, but Part of that is how do I help her nurture her clients? We send cards monthly to the people with homes, home anniversaries, you know, or what kind of gifts for Christmas do we send? So that's part of the creative stuff too, is looking up what kind of cool gifts can we send out in December or something like that. So you can really do all kinds of things on the spectrums, which makes you the unicorn. And what I love is you can get in and do the admin And then especially as you consume more marketing resources for realtors, you can come to the table with ideas for her and you know the basic strategy behind social media. And you know that probably on your own, some from my course, but things you can do to help her get her face out there. And like you said, she's so busy. She doesn't have time to do the task that, you know, come in the drudgery zone. Like she needs to keep her focused and on task and doing the things that where she's the on stage for her business. So yeah. And I asked her long term where she saw us going because, you know, the nurture part, once I've got all of this down and learn the ins and outs, we're, we're long-term because eventually we, we will move. She won't, but we will. And, you know, So right now, as an admin assistant, she'd really love for me to move into being a transaction coordinator. And I can do that from anywhere because you can schedule showings from anywhere. I do that. I schedule showings for houses. I can do a lot of the stuff from remote that I don't have to be in the area for. So really, we're hoping that long term that this just continues. Do you think it helps that you know the area that you're there? No, honestly, no. I don't think you have to know the area because... In my job, it's all about client relationship. Okay. You know, so the clients keeping up with them, you have to have a high level of organizational skills for something like this because you have to keep all your clients. So say she has three under contract right now, what clients assigned to which property. Mm -hmm. And then 
going through the steps of closing. So scheduling inspections, what about the wood termite inspection, all of these things that you're learning is a checklist. Eventually I'll get it all down and then I can move into the transaction coordinator part where I'm handling all the paperwork and she's, you know, she has to submit that. But part of the contract work is I could input all the information, send it to her to review, and then she can submit it because that's part of kind of the rules, you know, of yeah. the legal yeah. rules. So. so does she have automated systems for this? Are you in the process of getting that down? Or she's taking the time to you? Like, how does that work right now? So um, she has a online uh, business, well, online database, you know, and she works with DocuSign, DotLoop. Those are the normal, you know, and so those integrate with her new websites and as her system integrates with Facebook, Instagram, all of these things. So technically what we should be able to do is just integrate it all. Part of my job was setting it all up to work all, all together. So, oh my gosh, what's this system called? Uh, well, it's through Keller Williams. It's their command center, I guess is what it is. So I think each realtor association would have their own. Amy Coldwell Banker has their own, but uh, Keller Williams just switched to a new one. So I remember I had actually been talking to a group from there. So tell me about more of the tasks that you do like specifically. So I email clients when they're under contract. And I set up inspections for their properties that they're about to buy. I pretty much get a task list and I accomplish it. So um, starting out, I went through all of the properties she sold in the last eight years and put them into spreadsheets by month so that we could see which ones have sold, which ones haven't, which ones should we reach out to? Because, you know, in a, in a military market, every three to four years, maybe two, that market just turns over. And so being able to look at, okay, these people have been sitting for three years. Maybe we should reach out and see. Yeah. Because I mean, another realtor will farm them, you know? So part of that is the long game, but also just like touching base. Hey, how are you guys doing? Keep me in mind if you're looking for a realtor. And so she said, you know, she's been so busy. She hasn't had time to really cultivate that. Um, oh, yeah, but then I schedule showings for, so she'll put my contact information on if she lists a house for sale and she's out of the area. Um, other realtors can ask me if they can go look for the house. And then I schedule those to make sure, give them the lockbox codes. I do all of her forms, her database management. I updated her website. Are you doing her social media at all? Social media groups, yeah. I, I schedule ad campaigns. I create images. Uh, yesterday, I just made her uh, Instagram story buttons, just randomly. I mean, oh, good. Yeah, just random stuff. So you're like, you are the ultimate unicorn right now. So how many hours a week are you working for her? So over Christmas, it was like four hours a week. because yeah. you know, yeah. And I'll touch on that on her being a great client in a minute. But um, I would say on an average week between 14 to 16 hours a week. And it's super feasible for my family. Oh you my know? God, that's perfect. And I like that it's consistent work mm-hmm. and, and probably work ahead. And maybe, you know, you, if you have a sick day with a child, mm-hmm. I bet that she's flexible about that. Yeah. I mean, my husband, like I said, my husband deployed this week and I told her, Hey, I'm sorry. My day's crazy. My kids are being crazy. Dad just left. And she said, Hey, your kids need you more than I do, you know? And so to have somebody who really cares about who you are too, is important Mm -hmm. um, for people that you're working for. And so she shows that 
she's, I mean, sends gifts of, hey, I'm thinking about you. I hope you're doing good. And, you know, employers don't have to do that or clients don't have to do that. But you want to work for a client who cares about who you are. Yes. Amen. She sent you cupcakes, right? They look in the mail, which is so funny because she's just down the street. (laughs) That's why she has an assistant. We wanted that off her plate. I think so many uh, ladies in the group get stuck on like, well, what could I do? What could I offer? And like just having somebody reliable, dependable, somebody who can follow through on tasks and complete them and just take things off the business owners. plate. that's what they need. Like you can the ins and outs of this business. And, you know, you don't have to be like jump into the job of some guru. So I prime example of that. So tell so, me I mean, I would just encourage everyone, like the one thing that I think holds VAs back is that they just, they don't know how to do something. So it's like, oh, you see this list of requirements. Well, go for it. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? They say no. I mean, yeah, you just get practice in the interview process. And then when you see those lists of requirements, go practice the things. I mean, there's only one way to learn. So if you don't know how to do something, then go practice it. And then the next time you'll know. So yeah, that's perfect. And the industry you're in is really awesome. I think because a lot of my clients are DIY clients and they don't always have their act together or sometimes they don't have a profitable business yeah. bringing in money. So how is the real estate business? Well, I just see it that, you know, with DIY, some clients, you know, they lose heart and they may not continue. Theirs is, I would assume you have to, you have to wait for a product sometimes, you know? And so with that, I would say real estate is always going to be there. People are always buying and selling, especially in the military areas. They are always turning over. And so there will always be work in the realtor area and the successful ones know how to make it through. You know, she says, in this market, there's a ton of realtors because they see the dollar signs. But when the market takes a downturn, that's when the ones that have been here a long time stick it out and know that they've invested time, energy. And so, yeah, I would say it's just one of those things that it's a long game. And if you get a good one, they they know what they're doing and they know how to continue. So, And they're usually already, I think, motivated to make their business successful. Like they've gone mm-hmm. in with all of this training. It's not just some hobby. They're trying on this side usually. And so I think it's a really good niche for you to be in, mm-hmm. any of us to be in if we're interested in it. And what yeah. I really like for the military spouse or somebody who moves a lot, or maybe somebody who is not so permanent in their location they could learn the industry and learn everything about it as a sidekick. And then maybe down the road, when they've retired or found their forever place, that could be an industry they jump in and they're the actual agent. Yeah. I mean, then you get the information that you need for a long term and then you understand the processes. And then um, it translates to so many different ways. I mean, like I said, some can be admins. I know some have creative people who just do their creative work, their marketing, some have client relation managers. I mean, we kind of went back and forth on if that would be my title, but yeah. (laughs) And then some just really need an admin and a transaction coordinator, but all of those could be remote. That's awesome. So uh, Heather asked a good question. She says, with social uh, marketing tactics, are there any rules that you have to follow 
you know, probably set by Keller Williams or, you know, whatever agency they're under. Yeah, they have a realtor association. I think the only rule that I've seen so far is you can't really do giveaways as a realtor. You know, do you see on Instagram how people do giveaways? The other thing that we've kind of seen in this area is it's really competitive and dog eat dog. So if you even step over the line, somebody's going to report you. Oh my gosh. So as far as social media, I don't know that there's a ton of rules other than no giveaways, but you just always have to kind of read through the regulations of the Realtor Association and make sure that it's cool. So yeah, let's see. Is there, what other things have I, okay. Oh, I want you to tell me how working for this one Realtor, how that has helped you get your name out in your community. Well, so when I worked for the church, I was also working with community leaders. And so working for the realtor, I mean, obviously she's well known in this area. And so I get to continue those relationships with business owners. Um, I was approached about a job with the city Main Street Association. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like, I really, I've been told that you'd be really great for this job. And I asked her, you know, details and, and she was like, well, here are the details. And I said, you know, and it, what's great about that? is I was able to just be like, you know what, I'm not interested in those terms. You know, I I can't sit at a desk for 20 hours a week and that pay is just not feasible for me. And it felt good to be able to say that to those people because I know what I'm worth. And that is another thing that I think people would really get from your course is knowing what you're worth and what your skills are worth because yeah, I took way less pay than I should have for a very long time and a lot of jobs that I should have just not taken. And now I know what kind of skills I have. So, (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it helps too. I think it just shows that you've one good client and your whole business will change and you do not need to have all of these piecemeal clients, you know, two, three hour projects here and there. You can just kind of add on what you want because you have that extended work hours with this one client. And that's kind of ideal. You don't want to have all your eggs in one basket Mm -hmm. necessarily starting out. You are kind of an anomaly. You, you found, (laughs) you shot ahead and you're in, you're in like that golden ring client as Carrie said, you shot ahead and you've got the the great client who rewards you, who, um, didn't she give you, didn't she give you like a bonus? Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to. Yeah. It's like incentive based. So I have an hourly wage and then it, if she's successful, then I'm successful. And yes. so she's, you know, for her, it's like, if I'm working hard, she wants to reward that. Yeah. And, and so I think that's awesome because clients don't have to do that. They don't, no. they're, they're business owners. And it's not expected, but if you're the rate of return on hiring you, is she's selling more houses, she should mm-hmm. reward you. And the beauty of real estate is, you know what she's making. <laughs> You see the- yeah, I know what she's making, but it's, yeah. you know, she as a person didn't have to offer that yeah. and it's super generous. And those are the kind of clients that you want are the people that are like, you know what you, p- people may never know that I work for her and that's fine. Cause I don't need the credit, but yeah. she will reward that also because yeah. I'm in turn making her more successful. Yeah. So that's like the, yeah. dream, the dream situation. So I just yeah. want to give some of our, especially some of our students who are struggling with some of what we call the loose clients who don't quite have their act together, who <laughs> think they're just going to hire a VA and magically make millions of dollars. Like uh, it doesn't work that way, but there is hope you can find that really good client. And when you do stick with them. So yeah. So tell me how working online has changed your family, impacted your life. 
Well, I don't feel like, so my husband is facing retirement in five years. And again, like he's gone right now. And so when I was working in an office, you know, my kids are in school and him being in the military, you all you military spouses know that your career sometimes is the one that gets put, you know, if a kid's sick, then I have to call into work, right? Because the yeah. military still functions. And so that was one thing as far as I found it difficult to balance being in an office and children and a home. And so working from home, I can have the baby on a schedule and I can pick up kids and and take them to school. And if they're sick, I can still work. And so personally, um, our personal goal is to be out of debt. And we don't have a ton of debt. But, you know, if you ever have done an overseas move, moving back from Germany was the most expensive thing. <laughs> we'll never do it again. But um, leave the country. everybody's like, oh, yeah, you owe me 800 euro. And you're like, fine, yeah. fine. Just get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and we don't have a ton. But just having like that security of we'll have our what little debt we have paid off. And then it started saving and we've got a, a house without a fence. So by the time he gets home, we'll have enough money saved to put a fence in and finish our yard. And just that security of, you know, he's enlisted and we don't, with three kids enlisted, that kind of money is not like we could just put a fence in, you know, a $5,000 fence. And so being able to work remotely and still parent my kids and still, be there for them when they're sad because dad's gone, you know, or whatever. If the school calls me and said they're having a hard time, I can go there and not feel guilty of like, I'm dropping the ball at my job. Yeah. You know, and you got this nice Christmas break where you didn't have to work very much. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to work much. And she said, you know what? Spend time with your husband. I don't need you this week. You know, so, it's awesome. So tell me, what is the hardest thing about working from home? That I'm in the home. <laughs> I like to, you know, I'm, I like to get out, you know, and so yeah. sometimes getting out means maybe I want to go shopping, but shopping's an hour away. So I really have to plan my week if I want. My daughter's birthday is on Saturday and I keep thinking, oh, dear, I have not gotten anything. I really need to go shopping. And so one of the things is my house is really dirty, but our goal is to hire a housekeeper or somebody to come in and clean every other week or something like that they can come in and clean the things that just build up like scrub my showers or my floors because I maintain but to actually get that time to do all the things is really difficult especially with a husband who's not here at all right now yeah yeah and you and you know this story I hired a housekeeper my husband deployed for a year last year and I wish I had done it sooner because mm -hmm. my business alone Although sometimes the housekeepers make more than me. Like when I add it up, I'm like, what's not? <laughs> but at least I'm freeing up that time and that guilt to move forward in your business. And that's just the whole 80-20 principle that we apply right. to owners applied to us. Like we can work on the things that will move us forward. So yeah, um, yeah scrubbing toilets is not my, <laughs> my thing. <laughs> Especially not with small yeah. children. <laughs> So if you were starting over in your virtual business, what do you wish you had known? What do I wish I'd known? I wish I would have known how to weed out the clients that I just weren't working out. You know, I, I think I, I felt stuck in a few of them out of a little bit of a guilt, maybe. Like, I'm going to see yeah. this through. or But I think um, instead of really worrying about, I really would have taken your course sooner, I think. And I'm not saying that 
Emily didn't pay me to say that, y'all. <laughs> but seriously, I think that there's a lot that you can get from the course that will take so much time. You know, the things that she provides you, a client contract that is in-depth, or just somebody to shoot ideas back and forth with. That is so important, too, to have a community of people who are doing it, who are struggling through it, who are frustrated, or who will celebrate your wins, you know? Yeah. But the course provided things for me to research and things for me to figure out that I didn't have before. So you said you wish you would have known about the course sooner. I was not expecting that answer, by the way. <laughs> Back when you're, you know, moving and working as a military spouse and stay-at-home mom, when do you think would have been a good time for you to do the course? Like, if you could travel back in time in your own personal life, when would you have done it? Um, I think I would have done it. Well, I probably would have done it living overseas by myself with small children, not working when my husband, he had two deployments there. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a whole lot of hobbies. Do you really want to travel with small children by yourself? You know, all of these things. Yeah. I think I would have done it then um, and really started the process then mm -hmm. and really gotten familiar with all of these different aspects of the online world then because I had so much time. I mean, we didn't have TV very much, you know, yeah. all the things. But um, I think any time's good because it doesn't take a whole lot. I mean, as busy as I've been in the last two months, it was not hard for me to set aside one to two hours a week to get the course done. Well, I, I want to answer that question. If I had had this course six years ago, I would have shot forward so much sooner, but I was putting the pieces together and I had no information on this stuff. Like I had to click around and figure it out. So I look back, I'm like, that would have really uh, changed my own business and not even like the scaling part of my business. Like what I'm doing now with my own course, I just mean the client work and maybe packaging and maybe having day rates and just like the more stuff, you know, and links together, you just become like a totally invaluable to your clients. And they need, they need me for like all of it, but I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know about the Facebook pixel and how to grow your email list and just all these little things that like I take for granted now. Uh, it could have like, totally changed, but I'm not regretting anything. And that's why I made my course, but it was interesting to think about you doing that too. And I do remember being in Germany, being quite lonely, being broke, working my butt off in a job. And that's when I got my MBA because I never saw my husband. <laughs> it was like the perfect time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just have two more questions for you. Actually, I might have three. Somebody just asked, how do you handle your distractions at home? Yeah, so my kids go to school at eight and then I come home. Um, I try to get up before they do, which is not too hard. They're up at seven. So to get up at six, I try to be up by six and then um, get the breakfast stuff started. And then so by the time they're in school, the baby's down for her first nap. And then that first nap is a two hour block. And during that first two-hour block, I'm able to get all of the pressing email tasks done, touch base with the realtor, see what she needs for the day, or maybe I, I just catch up with that. And then um, she's up clearly now. I tried to hold her out, <laughs> hold her out, you know, but she just, you know, she, babies, they just do what they want. Um, so, um, you know, I kind of log off a little bit while she's up. I play, I give her lunch. 
do a little bit around the house. And then for her second nap, that is when I sit down and stuff. If I finish early, I'll go out and um, do whatever I need outside of the house. But in general, it's when she's napping and when my kids aren't home. And then in the evenings, my husband, he has his own courses that he's doing. So when he's here, he's in school or he's doing whatever. So we, when he's busy, I'll sit down and do any of this stuff that I need to do. One of the things that I would tell everyone also is be sure you keep your boundaries because it's so easy to be a go-getter and to feel guilty and be like, oh, you know, but she needs this. So hold on. And really, if they're not respecting your boundaries of your time, you know, like take Thanksgiving. If you if you're gone on vacation and you have a client that says, hey, I need you to check the comments on Facebook. Well, I'm on vacation, you know, and so (laughs) so I think that's super important because we all feel that like inner guilt of maybe. okay, fine. okay, fine. (laughs) But (laughs) the minute those boundaries are pushed. They're like, okay, maybe, maybe I can do it again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Take advantage of it. <laughs> they will. Yeah, they will. They will. But if they yeah. just know that you're not available, <clears throat> when you said you're not available, then they, yeah. they'll stop trying too. Yeah. And there's I a guess. kind way to do that, you know, just like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm on vacation or don't answer because you already told them that you were going to be gone. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because you definitely, I've enabled my clients in the past where they think they can text me at 11 p.m. Right. (laughs) You know, I had to learn the hard way sometimes. And I'm like you, you and I are big. um, We're both builders and we like to get stuff done. So, you know, we have to really guard our, our boundaries. So, okay. Do you have any advice to somebody starting out what they should be learning right now and where they should find jobs? So starting out, I would learn the ins and outs of Facebook and Instagram especially Instagram, because I think the thing that I'm seeing about Instagram is it's moving more towards like a shopping platform. People are Mm -hmm. using it socially, but you see a lot of influencers on Instagram. And so businesses will always have influencers, whether they're real estate or themselves, or um, if I do curly hair stuff. So curly hair companies have influencers that just show you how to do stuff with their hair. And so if you're not familiar with Instagram and the ins and outs of it, um, I would say start there because Facebook's pretty easy, but I think people get overwhelmed with Instagram. I was yeah. in a meeting with a bunch of realtors and a lot of them had no idea how to even do a story on Instagram. Um, you know, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. It's funny you say that because I had a message today talking about how all of these retailers didn't know Instagram or Instagram stories. And then whenever I'm out in public and I'm talking to small business owners And if I mention Instagram and some of them are like, I don't know. And then I'll say, Hey, well, let me show you really quick. And then next thing I know, they want to hire me. (laughs) Yeah. And so then (laughs) I would say like, if you want to be admin like me, some of the skills that I would start focusing on is I know it seems super basic, but my realtor loves Excel spreadsheets on Google drive. And so if you can just make sure that you're learning the ins and outs of Google Drive and all of the documents and um, anything that will translate from business to business. And then those business owners will ask you, so what do you think is the best way to do this? What's the best way to track your hours? You know, what's the best way to do this? And then you can provide them with answers and then you look more knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. You may not know, but at least have something under your belt. So, you know, I track my time with Toggle. That was something that I researched beforehand. 
I thought maybe we could share a note on the phone. That didn't even work. So anything that you think will set you up for success, I would say start now. Canva, get familiar with Canva because it's cheaper than Adobe. And I pay for a monthly subscription on Canva. Um, just for myself. And the pro options are great. And so I would say get familiar with that too. That's really good advice. That was going to be my next question. Number 11, what online programs are you using for your job? Is there anything else besides Canva? I do Canva and I, like I said, toggle Google Drive, Google for Business. That's a big one because yeah. um, there are a lot of options for Google for Business. I'm looking into the free Google Analytics course. I think that's important. Facebook has a lot of training for their online business stuff. So you could do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I haven't done it yet. But as far as online, I do a lot of database stuff for her. So the dot loop, the DocuSign, the database that she's doing. So well, I can't thank you enough for joining us and taking time out of your lunch and your time with your sweet daughter to be here and help everyone. And for anyone watching the replay or just still with us right now, I think my number one takeaway from Whitney is the fact that she said she's seeing tons of realtors who want to hire a VA and a lack of people applying. So this could be a field for you to get your foot in the door and get some experience learning online tools and whatnot. And you don't have to want to be a realtor. <laughs> you don't have to be in the same market, but it seems like it's going to grow huge. Yeah. And thanks for being patient with my baby's random screams. <laughs> I did not anticipate her being awake, yeah. but you know, that's just part of it. It went really well. I still remember the interview Jenna and I did about Pinterest. And I think I visibly got mad at my children on camera. <laughs> I might have deleted that from the group. I hope it's still not there, but it was awful. So, <laughs> so thank you. If anyone has questions for Whitney, just post them in the group. She's here. She's very active and she would be happy to tell you anything and help you help you get on your way to the, the online world. So if you're interested in my course, I put the link there. You can join the wait list. It's going to open up at the end of the month, all transparency, but I uh, don't go over realtor anything. I go over the basics. So having her here today was so awesome for her to give us insight to an industry. So thank you. Yeah, of course. All right. We'll see y'all later. I'll talk to you later. Bye. So I can teach you digital marketing skills. I cannot teach you the ins and outs of the real estate business. That, my friend, you're going to have to learn on the fly like Whitney did. There are other courses out there, and I want to tell you that I recently had a friend inside my free Facebook group. Her name is Crystal, and she was talking about a course she has to become a transaction coordinator, which is the next level that Whitney was talking about here with me. So I invite you to go over into my Facebook group and listen to that interview if this is your thing. I know I teach digital media VAs. And this is a little bit of that gray area that I am going to embrace. Some of us can bring an amazing skill set to the table, which can include real estate stuff. <laughs> Do you like my technical term? Things like bookkeeping and admin and real estate knowledge are so valuable. I've actually had about four realtors approach me in the last few months wanting to hire me. And some of them didn't even live in my area. So I know that these are the small business owners who need help. They need help because of that 80-20 rule, and this could be you. So I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you next week. If 
you're ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. Long-term. <laughs> Long-term or she's... So I knew... I, I told you she'd be quiet. And she's, she wants to be a part of the conversation. Right. I almost see her. I almost see her. Hi. I'm eating lunch. <laughs>